All right. Wow. Say I am. Greatly blessed. Highly favored. Deeply loved. Holy righteous. And I'm destined to reign. I'm destined to reign because of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We all can go now. <laughs> See, I need a word. But you know, there's nothing. This, this is not by accident. It may seem like an accident, but we believe God for these, uh, that, that you get what you need today. And I believe some, somebody got something out of what was shared to those. It weren't just for those graduates. That's a good word for all of us. Amen. I'm blessed by that. Amen. All right. Living under grace. I'm going uh, I'm, I'm gonna to change this message. It's still living under grace, part two, but I, I'm going to subtitle it. Grace ain't fair. You have an advantage. You're not like everybody else. Um, you're not better than another member in the body of Christ. You're not better than anybody, uh, but you have an advantage because you have to because you're in Christ. You're going to get, you, you get unmerited favor. Grace is undeserved, unearned, unmerited favor. And you're going gonna, gonna to leapfrog over other people. Not because of, yeah, it is because of what you know, but it's more so because of who you know and what you know about him. And you lean into him. So we're going to get into this today some more uh, and, and help you to see this even better, how you, you, are, you are under undeserved favor. Say, I'm under undeserved favor. I'm not under the merit system. The merit system is do good, get good, do bad, get bad. You're not under that. You're under grace. And so I, I want to help you to see in a practical way how that plays out in life. Because you can, you can slip out of grace <laughs> and get to dependent on, on, on the natural or your own ability. And you can even limit God. Okay, so let's jump into it. Um, Galatians chapter 3, we looked at this last week, and I want to finish answering these questions. Remember those questions we, we gave to you? Now, um, follow along in your notes. Uh, we have a Summit app, and, uh, and I want to give a shout-out to uh, everybody that's watching us online. Shout-out to, of course, our Indianapolis campus. Praise God. And... Um, and you can not only, I don't, I don't say this much, but you can watch us not just on Facebook, but on YouTube. You can go to Summit Church Online. We're on the YouTube channel. Actually, that's how Indianapolis catches us, on the, on the YouTube feed. We got a lot of tech going on here. Man, what a wonderful day we're living in, how we can get the word, word of God to anybody anywhere in the country. Hallelujah. That's just, that's just awesome. So... 
Um, I know some of you, I've heard more than one person say that they, they wait till I start teaching before they tune in. Okay? And so, um, because they can't stand listening to the music, how, how bad it is. And uh, one person told me over lunch, and, and, and they loved me enough to tell me, but it wasn't a shock. I already knew that. And, uh, but we got great people. I'm going to say that first and foremost. And, uh, and God, man, I'm just amazed. And it really, it's really, a, a, this is what I'm talking about today. God loves us so much that he's got your back. And when you look to him, when, you, when Jesus is revealed to you, Christ revealed and he's unveiled to you, um, goodness and mercy, they follow you. And God will take care of you when you trust him, even when you don't know how to do stuff. We didn't know how to fix stuff. We've got great people, and they, they do the best with what we got. Okay? And so, oh, man, bless you. See there? That's what I'm talking about. Good people. Don't let me, man, this is good. This even fits in my spot right here, man. Shoot, I can. How much you want for this? My iPad's a little bigger. Let me take it out of this joint here. Um, okay, so they love me enough. Man, that almost fits. Perfect. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Steve. So we do the best we can with what we got. And so uh, I want to give a shout out to this is how, how God will move on the hearts of people. God moved on, on Sheila Murphy. And uh, her son showed up last week. I didn't know it was him until afterwards. He told me, he said, he's a, he's a sound expert. He's up there today, Kamel. And, uh, man, he knows this stuff. He helped, he installed this, uh, the speakers and, and stuff. And so helped us to, you know, get the equipment, and all, all that kind of stuff from, from Sweetwater. So Sheila told him, she said, you need to go over there, help Pastor out. And, and Kamel, he, he still, he belongs to us. He's just been, been away for a minute, but he's, he's still, we, 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 we don't let people go. <laughs> Amen. He, he's one of us. And so he came and he, he, he tweaked a lot, lot of stuff and that was like just awesome. And, and then he uh, uh, had somebody send me an invoice. <laughs> Amen. So I'm saying all that to you to say. And then we, we had a long conversation yesterday with uh, Steve Grigsby. Shout out to Steve Grigsby who, who come here from Indianapolis and and really labored with our team. Shout out to Steve Olford, who's been, man, he's been running like three, four things at once a lot, a lot of times, you know, and uh, it's, it's just uh, just everybody, the whole, the whole crew up there, I know I'm gonna, gonna leave, leave somebody out, but all the folk up there, you know, and they, they spent a lot of time, because Tim, Tim and Steve was over here trying to sort all this sound stuff out, and, um, Steve comes from come from Indy and, and will go back sometime, go here and go from here to Chicago, and uh, but we still haven't been able to 
get it all dialed in. And, and one of the hindrances that, that we have is we need another piece of equipment. That soundboard up there is it's obsolete based on today's standards and technology. So we need a new board, basically. And I believe we can, we can receive that right now. So those of you that, that, that didn't listen to the music online, I want y'all to be the first to, to, to help us with this. Amen? Because we want you to hear this good music. It don't sound online like it does here. Some of our, um, Tracy wanted me to just take it off. Just, just don't, don't even have the music until we get it right. And I get that, but then I know that people are getting, being reached by what we are putting out every week because, so it's kind of a, a very, kind of, like in a situation like, what do I do? So anyway, I decided to keep it, but we're going to get it right soon. But we need to get this new piece, all right? And... Um, so we're going to get that uh, board. We got a good price on this board that, that they use in, in Indianapolis. And so we're going we're gonna to get that board. No, I just said that to mess with Steve, if you're watching, because he, he gave us a sermon on why we shouldn't get that board and how much he doesn't like it. <laughs> so I hope you didn't fall out when I said that, Steve. But he's a representative, and he gets stuff at dealer costs. But even the dealer cost, this board is more is more expensive. So uh, somebody want to just write a check, take care of the whole thing, that's fine. I think we can get probably everything that we need at no more than $5,000. And that's nothing for God. I said that's nothing for God. And so I'm going to preach to myself here today. Hallelujah. See, because we got bad news and good news. I don't have too much bad news, but I'm, I'm going to give you the bad news first. The bad news is we don't have the 5000 to put to that. The good news is it's in your pocket. <laughs> oh, praise God. Thank you, Lord. So um, I'm just believing God. You know, somebody could just write, the, write, write a check for $5,000. You, you that's watching online, I'm serious. You can give by, uh, if you're on Facebook, you can click the, uh, there's a give button somewhere. Or just We're not hard to find. Okay, go to our summit, summitministries.tv. I invite you to uh, check out our website, too. And um, you want people to be able to uh, see what Summit Church is about, hear the messages, and, and get our content, send them to summitministries.tv. You can send them to the app. You can send them to our YouTube channel. But probably the, the two best places is the app and summitministries.tv, okay? And then aljennings.com, you can get the audio of the messages on Sunday. Okay, let's just jump right into this. Galatians 3, 13 and 14, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through, through what? Through faith. Say the promise. For the promise, say the promise, 
Now that was Galatians. Now we're into Romans. We're going to find out what the promise is. Anybody remember what those questions that we asked? Okay, I'm, I'll get, get, get to them in a second. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed. Say to his seed. To Abraham. To Abraham. Or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. So he received the promise by faith through the righteousness. See, righteousness is a gift. Don mentioned reigning in life. Those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life. One translation says reign as kings in life. You are a king or a queen. You are a son of or a daughter of the Most High God. Boy, that means something. Everybody say grace ain't fair. You, got, you know, you have favor over, over uh, people that, that don't know the Lord. And, and I'm telling you what, there, there's some people in the body of Christ, they don't take advantage of their position in Christ. They don't grab a hold of this gift of righteousness. I used to wonder about how, how do we, why do we need as believers to receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness because we're already righteous when we're born again. Now, I read that scripture over and over again, but I, I couldn't. It was something that just kind of just scratching at me. Why do I need to receive this, this gift? Of righteousness. I already have it. Well, then I found out what the word receive means. It's the same word that's translated took in Matthew 8, 17, where it says himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So on the cross, Jesus took our sicknesses. The word is in the Greek, lambano. Himself Lombano, our infirmities, and bore our sicknesses. He took them so we wouldn't have to take them. That same word, Lombano, is translated receive in Romans 5, 17. They who Lombano, the abundance of grace. You got to take living under grace. Put your life under grace. Take it. Not just grace, take the abundance of grace. And, and, take, and, and, and it, it means more than take. It means to lay a hold of. Lay a hold of the gift of righteousness. See, because you're, you're under grace, and you are totally righteous, but you can act like you're not if you don't have a righteousness consciousness. And when you, when you, Take it, that's having a righteousness consciousness. In other words, say it backwards, the righteousness consciousness equals you taking it. You lay hold of it. Like when you show up at work, have you laid hold of your righteousness? When somebody's cussing you out, have you laid a hold of your righteousness? And your value is not based on your, your bosses or your colleagues or your family or your friends' opinion of you. 
You are highly favored because of Jesus. Your, your value is determined by who you are in Christ. You are, you are royalty. Woo! All right. Verse 14 says, For if those who are of the law are heirs, wait a minute, we're heirs. Let me say something about an heir. An heir doesn't have to work for anything. Heir has to do with inheritance. See, we are heirs according to the promise. So we don't work for nothing because we're heirs. When somebody leaves a will, they call it the last will and testament. They, they leave you something in the will. You just pull up to the, to the attorney's office and see what you got. Huh? Somebody else already worked for it. And they died. Jesus already worked for our blessings. He died and he rose. Hallelujah. Okay, so you're not, you're not an heir through working for it, okay? If that was the case, the promise had no effect. If you're trying to work to get your blessing, you void faith out. Faith had nothing to do with it because faith receives what grace has already provided. But if you're trying, uh, see, when you're under the law, you're trying to work to earn God's blessing. And if you do that, faith is void. Faith had nothing to do with it because you're trying to work. Okay, now, it's by faith that it might be by grace. See, it's either by grace or works. You can't mix the two. See, in uh, Joel Embiid, who plays basketball for the Philadelphia while they were, uh, they went further in the playoffs this year, but they struggled last year, and he made this statement about trusting the process. Grace is not necessarily quick. I mean, the results of grace. Trust the process. Some people try to hurry it up through works and trying to help God. Okay. Abraham tried to do that. Maybe we'll, we'll get to that later. But trust, trust the process. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, now the reason why you, you've got to keep preaching right, believing, you, you believe right, and then you live right. Right believing produces right living. And um, I've I got to keep on saying it. I've got to keep on saying it. Because every single week, what we're up against is in most churches, there is a mixture. They might preach a message on grace, but the next week, talk about how you got to live right and do better, try harder, do more. 
not doing enough for God. There's that mixture that's dangerous, that's killing people in church every week, preaching right living. But if you, if you believe right, you automatically live right. We got a, had a testimony last week, somebody who um, got, came right up here on the stage, and by applying God's grace, receiving this abundance of grace, they, uh, they got free from sexual addiction. All right. So what is the promise? Now, we receive it. We, we receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Your heirs, your not through the law, because if, if those of the law are heirs, faith is made void. But we are heirs, we receive the promise by faith. So what is the promise? If you're taking notes, fill in the blanks on our app, that we would be the heirs of the world. Isn't that wonderful? The promise, we read it, that he would be... Abraham would be the heir of the world. Thank you, Lord. And it's wonderful that, that, that Abraham was called a friend of God. Thank you, Lord. He was called a friend of God. And, and you can see that in the book of James, I believe, chapter 2. And um, called a friend of God. 2.23. One place it is. All right. I mean, some people can't fathom, okay, he's God Almighty. How can he be our friend? Well, it's the same way you can be, like our daughter was over, one of our daughters was over the house, and we talked and chatted, Carl and I chatted with her, and I made her a latte macchiato. And uh, I made her that drink as a friend, even though she's my daughter. Anybody relate to that? You're just kicking in with your friends uh, or with, with your uh, son or your daughter, play a game with them. You're not being mom right then. You're being a friend. Go out to dinner with them. Huh? A pastor friend of mine sent me a little video of this. They were at a fine dining restaurant. His daughter, grown daughter, uh, him and, 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 and her mom out to eat at a fine dining restaurant and this waiter was giving this wonderful presentation. He sent me the video. He had this big old thick steak and uh, they, they had some, some, some kind of fish. And, and are y'all getting hungry right, right about now? But that's an example of, I mean, they're, they're not there being mom and dad. They're kicking it. Being friends. Well, that's the way. I, it, it's wonderful how God uh, shows us these natural examples to, to, uses these natural examples to show us spiritual truth. I mean, we're friends of God. We're friends. We kick it with Jesus. Amen. We, we just rest in his arms, let him love on us, let him hug on us. Amen. Crawl in his lap and say, thank you, daddy. I love you, daddy. I love you so much. Thank you. You're so good to me and my family. You're so good to us. I receive your love. Accepted. Highly favored. 
I receive your love for me. I know that I'm accepted. And I'm safe in Papa Abba's arms. Thank you. I'm in the family. I'm, I'm protected. Never rejected. <laughs> Daddy, I can't lose. See, that's what it means to relax with God. That didn't take that long, did it? You could do that at work. When people give me a hard time, you can just go relax with God. Daddy, I know you got me. These folks can't do nothing to me. I'm safe. Somebody might threaten you, but you're safe. What's the promise? Huh? What's the promise, y'all? I can't hear you, Indianapolis. Y'all sleep. Who's the promise given to? Well, that's right, us. Abraham. If Abraham's a friend of God, we're friends of God because we're Abraham's seed. Heirs according to the promise. We looked at that last, last time, right? So the promise was given to Abraham and his seed. His seed is Jesus. And as Jesus is, so are we. So we're all connected. The promise is given to us. You need to know that you are an heir of the world. Okay. How's it given? How's the promise given? Third question. By faith. Just receive it. Right? Keys to living the grace life. Now we're caught up with 10 minutes left. Learn to say, I'm under grace. Take every area of your life that you're not seeing results in for a protracted period of time. Now, the results not necessarily going to come. Most of the time, not going to come overnight. But you just stay under grace. But, but if, you, if you just are not seeing any results after a certain period of time, I mean, you're just not seeing any manifestations, if there's any area of your life that's troubling you, any areas of your life where you're not seeing the promises manifested, put those areas of your life under grace. Like if it's back pain, say, I put this back pain under your grace. I put this back pain under grace. If it's your finances, if you're having a, a, a financial struggle, say, I put these financial struggles under grace. I put this debt under grace. If you have uh, a rebellious son or a rebellious daughter, say, I put my son under grace. I put my daughter under grace. If you're having marriage trouble, say, I put my marriage under grace. What does that do? Okay. When, see, when, when you say, I'm under grace, put your whole life under grace. See, when you say that, you're declaring that you, you, you are no longer under the merit system. 
So you're, un you're under new management. Let me, I've I got some statement here in my notes here. And uh, I wanted to share about being righteous by faith. Let me get this out here. When you believe that you are righteous by faith, let's go back to what we talked about, how Abraham received the promise by faith. See, by faith, right? And Abraham was before the law. We've established that. So we receive the promise the same way, through faith. When you believe that you're righteous by faith, the blessings of God will flow unabated in your life. That, mean, that means unhindered. They can't be stopped. They just keep flowing. When, you're, when you just believe, just rest. Because when you're at rest, you cease from your own labor. So, and, and it's a kind of a paradox where it says to labor to enter the rest. You, you work to rest. Because this natural system is all about the merit system. I mean, from the time we go to school, we, we learn to get good grades so you can get a good job. You work hard. You deserve this. But God's system doesn't work that way. We're under, and then the law worked that way. You do good, get good. Do bad, get bit, get bad, right? So, but we're under new management. We're, we're under a new covenant. So, we're under grace. And you, you believe, see, you believe for righteousness. You, you, and you believe that you're righteous by faith in what Jesus did. When you believe you're righteous by faith, the blessings of God will flow unhindered in your life. Thank you, Jesus. There's just flows. Without you doing anything. Thank you, Lord. And see, when you say that you're under grace, okay, you're, you're declaring you're no longer under the merit system, all right? And what is grace? Again, um, unearned, undeserved, unmerited favor. It's very important that you understand that. So to say that I'm under grace is declaring, see, do you have a Sunday school pastor? Yes, this is Sunday school. This is Sunday school. Amen. This is Sunday school. Sometimes people just don't know what church is supposed to be. It should be a school. It should be learning. Amen. A lot of churches, they focus on, on singing. And I love singing. Don't misunderstand me. But if singing would do it, everybody would be free. Especially black folk. I mean, man, I'll tell you what. That'll tell you right there. Singing is not going to cut it. You're going to have to get some knowledge. Knowledge about a person. About Jesus. You can sing all around Jesus. And have no knowledge of Jesus. The Bible says grow in grace. People say, why are you talking about grace so much? 
Well, it's the gospel of grace. Paul called it the gospel of grace. And we're to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace is multiplied to us through the knowledge of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. I'm getting excited up here. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm getting some help out there today. So, man, I tell you, this is, oh, man, this is so good. Grace is undeserved, unearned, unmerited favor. So, when you're under grace, you're, you're really saying, um, I'm under undeserved favor. Say, I'm under undeserved favor. Okay. Sometimes you can understand what something is by understanding what it's not. Now let me go into an area where not, not too many people, even angels, fear to tread. But say you believe in God for a husband and you've been waiting a long time. You can start making excuses. And you can put yourself under the merit system. You can say, well, I'm under 20. I deserve to be married. Uh, I'm over 40, so I don't deserve it. I heard something years ago. They said it's more likely to be bitten by a shark than a woman to be mar get married over 40. And so you can start listening. I actually read that. I'm not making that up. You can start listening to that, and if you buy into that, see, you're dependent upon human reasoning, right? Um, well, you know, of, of course she's married. She's pretty. See, you, so, you, so you start trying to reason things, and you're confining God, you're limiting God, you're confining him, to the natural. You're not depending, see, when you talk like that, you're not depending on an undeserved favor. You're depending upon the natural. But see, everybody say grace ain't fair. Thank you, Lord. When you, when you depend upon, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Thank you, Jesus. But listen, <laughs> grace is not fair. Say, I'm under undeserved favor. See, when you start making excuses for stuff, you're not, you're not trusting undeserved favor. You start looking at your qualifications. Well, they're not going to hire me because of my skin color. The reason why they didn't choose me was, was because... Uh, I didn't have the right experience. Um, I'm not going to get that promotion because I, I, I don't have enough seniority. Are you putting yourself under undeserved favor? I mean, is that, is that putting yourself under undeserved favor when you're talking like that? Huh? No. See, you're, you're limiting, limiting yourself. See, when you trust in, in, 
in undeserved favor, as I pointed out, pointed out last week, you, you are freeing up God to do what he wants to do in your life. But when you're trusting in the natural and you're limiting, limiting God to the natural, you, you are restricting God. You're tying his hands. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't make enough money. To, I got a big debt. See, you're dependent on the natural. God is a God of the supernatural. See, when you lean on God's grace and you, you are under undeserved favor, you put yourself under undeserved favor, you put your debt under undeserved favor, you just rest and kick back and relax. Kick your feet up and say, thank you, Jesus. My debt is under grace. Now you're dependent on the supernatural. Well, the doctor said, I can't have any kids. We're going to look at Abraham in a minute. Before Pfizer. He was 90-some years old. Before Cialis. Thank you, Jesus. When, when, when all hope was gone against, against natural hope, he believed in supernatural hope. I'm out of town. Are you kidding me? My goodness, I'm just getting warmed up. See, put, see, say no. I put, I put my reproductive organs, like when the, when the doctor, when the doctor says, well, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I can't have kids. Put, put your uh, womb, put your, your, your reproductive organs under grace. When the doctor gives up hope and says, there's nothing else that we can do. You're in a good place. Abraham, against natural hope, when he and his wife, Sarah, is about 100 years old, believed in the supernatural hope. And you can miss it, and that's okay, but when you, when, when you miss it, because we all miss it, but put yourself back under grace. If you get out of grace, you start getting, oh, man, people, they figure stuff out, and they talk God. They talk themselves out of God's blessing. You just some people you just need to just stop talking. Stop talking. All these reasons why you don't get what you think you deserve. Get yourself out of this merit system and put yourself under undeserved favor. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Man, I'm preaching myself happy right now. I deserve this. I deserve that. Leaning on all your experience and all your knowledge. God will just let you wait, just like he let Abraham wait when he let, because uh, see, first he messed up because Sarah talked him into having a child, having Ishmael by his maid. Because that was right after God cut that covenant with him and told him about that he was going to have kids and all this stuff and gave him a promise. Right after that, he went out and had Ishmael. And Ishmael, the Bible tells us that to show us what not to do. It shows us what grace is not. He said, the Bible says that Ishmael was born according to the flesh. 
See, church folks think the flesh is somebody getting up and interrupting me while I'm preaching. That's not being in the flesh. Being in the flesh is, is not depending on undeserved favor. Being in the flesh is depending on your own self-effort. And that's what Abraham did. He depended on his self-effort. He went and has, had Ishmael. And then God just waited. Because, see, when you work, God rests. And then God waited till he was 90 years old to the point where, you know, even Cialis couldn't help it. Viagra couldn't help it. God was like, you done now? Let me show you what I can do. See, he tried to produce the promise on his own. Trust the process. Anybody ever tried to bring something to pass on your own? I've, done, I've, been, I've been there, done that. And you know what? You keep running your head against the wall so many times, you're going to run right into Jesus. You're going to run right into grace. Like, I just give up. That's the best thing that can happen to you. Like, I'm, I'm done. I'm trying to go through this door. Boom. Try to go to boom. Try to go to boom. Man. And he gets frustrated. Your frustration is a clue that you're not under undeserved favor. You're hanging your hat on your achievements and accomplishments or accolades or experience. And God just waits. You going to let me open the door now? Because when the door's open, you just walk through it. You don't bump your head. I'm preaching here. <laughs> Amen. Somebody getting free up in here. I'm telling you, somebody, somebody learning, learning to rest. Somebody learning to depend on undeserved favor. I'm going to tell y'all something next week. You never, some of you never, never heard this before, man. This is a, a different twist on Romans when how um, Abraham gave glory to God. What exactly does that mean that he gave glory to God? You know, the Bible talks about, there's different definitions of glory, like the splendor and majesty, like um, Corinthians talks about, there's one glory of the sun, one glory of the moon, one glory of the stars. That's, that's one, that, you know, that's a secondary definition of glory. First definition of glory is what we find in Romans 4.17 when Abraham gave glory to God. And I'm going to tell you what that is next week. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Every